Wellness by Designs. I'm your host, Andrew Whitfield-Cook, and today we're chatting with Cindy Young, a naturopath who has grown successful clinics, and today we're going to be discussing how functional testing can build your business. Welcome to Wellness by Design, Cindy. How are you? Hi, Andrew. Thanks. I'm great. Now, first, Cindy, tell us a little bit about your history and how you practice. So I graduated in 2001 and was really fortunate to land in my first clinic where I was mentored and taught about the importance of testing in my clinic. Um, I resisted at first, but then I got my head around it all postgraduate and I've got two clinics on the Gold Coast and in Northern New South Wales and I use and incorporate a lot of testing in both of those clinics. Are these metro or urban situated clinics or are there any suburban clinics that you have? One of them, so the one in northern New South Wales is regional, so it's in a regional town, regional centre, yep. and then on the Gold Coast it's, I guess, more urban, so in, in a suburb on the Gold Coast, yeah. It's okay, so the, I guess the, where I was leading there was socioeconomics. Some people will say, oh, you know, I can't afford testing, it's expensive and it detracts from what I want to therapeutically use. You've got a different way of looking at that though, right? Yeah, I think that it's our job to offer our patients options in terms of finding answers and solutions. So I don't approach either of those demographics any differently. I, I, I really put it in their hands and allow right. them to make the choice, not me to make that choice for them. And so the actual use or, or implementation of functional therapeutics, functional testing, forgive me, how do you approach that? How do you broach that with your patients? Do you say, listen, we need to find out what the landscape is first or do you weave it in another way? So based on assessment with the patient, I if it's a long-standing, say, gut issue as an example, and they've been to 10 different practitioners and they've done all the medical testing, and I absolutely put it on the table that I, and I suggest that we need to look at some functional gut testing so that we can actually know what we're dealing with. And to take the guesswork out of it, I think that a lot of people become frustrated and disgruntled with the process because they're not getting any answers, they're not getting any solutions. So I really put it to them that the testing is going to give us the clearest roadmap of what we need to do to help them. So it gives them real confidence in, I think, me as a practitioner, but also in the process that there is actually a test that we can do that will do that. And so let's go into the testing that you incorporate. What tests do you tend to use most commonly and which ones have the greatest bang for buck? So I do quite a bit of in-house testing. So I've got a few different um, testing tools that I use in the clinic, bioimpedance, blood screening. I utilise pathology testing as well from, you know, medical model. But I guess functional testing the areas that I dip into are the gut tests, so I'll use um, one of the GI tests and also hormone and adrenal profiling as well. And they're the ones that I tend to get um, 
the most interesting. I think because I'm so confident in incorporating them into my practice that they're they're the ones I tend to use. But I really do the test, like there, you know, I might do an oat test or I might do a um a different type of test if it's needed, but I tend to go for more the gut hormone testing, which is I guess the areas that I specialize in. Now, you teach people how to test with confidence, but indeed you come from that background, as you said, that you were quite resistant to testing. Tell us about, if we go back in time, take us back to your mindset back then and what was it that changed? Yeah, interesting, good question. I I think new grad, you know, I graduated and then got this role in this amazing practice and was kind of in no uncertain way told you have to use testing we've got it here yeah it's great you have to use it and was taught how to use it but I just don't think I understood the value of the testing because I was like I'm I've just done my degree I know what I'm doing I don't need a test to tell me anything and and I also felt like there was a block with charging more for a test that I was offering. So I think that was one of the biggest blocks as a new grad. You know, I think graduate new grads are, have just come from paying for everything for the years of their studies. So, so it took me a long time to get that confidence with what I was talking about, but also in actually charging for it and being okay to charge for it as well, because it is a skill and it is unique. You know, I think everything that we offer is unique. So yeah. So take us through, let's say, a patient interview. You know, you're talking there, you've discussed the patient history, relevant medical, um, psychosocial history, and now you want to broach the issue of testing. Do you have any tricks, hints and tips that you can give us in how to actually broach that with your patients to get over that fear for other practitioners? Yeah, and I, I think it's really about, um, listening to what they're saying and listening to their story and and ch- tuning into that. And I think in some ways you need to put your sales hat on, which I know a lot of practitioners feel really resistant to, but put your hat on of I've got this great service that is part of what I do and I want to, I think we need to explore this with you. So if you've got the confidence in what you're talking about, I know when I'm talking to someone, an expert in their field, and they start talking about this great thing, I want, I want to do it. I want to, I want to have a part of it as well. So I talk about the benefits, you know, the f- features of the test, and then the benefits to them of that test, so that they've got a really great um, understanding about what's what is in it for them. What what are they going to get out of this four or five hundred dollar test, or wh- whichever test it is. So yeah. It's not just yeah. about me, the practitioner, uh, it's about them. Yeah, um, so well said. But I totally take your point that if you know more than just what the test is and what it can do for patients, you have a far greater confidence in recommending that from the heart, knowing what it will show the patient, knowing what it will reveal. I guess the issue arises with any testing, I guess with any therapy indeed, is will the pathology merely agree with what your suspicions are 
does it help the patient in any way um, or is it just an extra cost um, or does it change therapy indeed? Oh, my goodness. I think it absolutely changes the treatment because sometimes I might be suspecting something, but then many times I'm completely blown away by the test result and go, wow, okay, I didn't realise you know, if we're talking leaky gut or dysbiosis, I didn't realise it was going to be to this degree and I didn't realise that there was so much inflammation and I, you know, didn't know the state of your microbiome. You know, I had a a, a good assessment but I didn't realise it was completely wiped out. So it, I think it absolutely directs the ability of me as a clinician to give them a something that's going to work, you know, and and so many times from test results, I can create the perfect treatment and tell them what to expect over the next two to three months. And that gives them the confidence. But then they, you know, when they come back and say, this is the first time I've ever been on a gut treatment that's actually done anything. So it's, you know, it's, I think it's all of us, it's all of us combined that get the benefit, mutual benefit out mm. of it, you know. Um, you know, I'm just, I'm thinking about this lady the other week and um, we could have done a gut test, we could have done a functional liver detox test, but I, what I chose to concentrate on was her cortisol awakening response. Um, because when I looked back, everything that seemed, everything that I was questioning about seemed to go back and back and back in time to a stressful event, which continues. And so I guess part of the, the expertise, the, 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 um, the art of what we do is to choose the right test. So how do you teach practitioners in which test is the most relevant for the patient? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I Again, you've got to tune into your patient. Like when I'm with my patients, I'm 150% with my patients and I'm picking up on every look, word, comment and sometimes backtracking and going, you said something about this, you know, and so the stress gut connection, oh my God, so huge, you know, which test to choose, right? Do I go the stress pathway or do I go the gut pathway? They're both compromised. So what's going to give us the biggest bang? Um, So it's just listening to what they're saying. And if there's a huge stress history or, you know, like I've had people throw in PTSD and anxiety and insomnia and I'm like well I can't fix your gut if your nervous system is fried so yeah it's really tapping in and and also explaining to the patient the connections a lot of the times they've never made these connections they've never had anyone sit and listen for long enough to really make those connections for them to understand what's going on and often they'll have those aha moments where they go Actually, my gut issues started when I got divorced or when that thing happened, you know, that major event, floods, fires, take your pick. Um, mm-hmm. 
and that it will be when you're talking to them that they actually make those connections and then they, and then they get the reason why you're talking about doing some further testing so it's just yeah listening and connecting the dots yeah here here indeed that was that was this mm. lady's response she could she was blown away when we went yeah. right back and there was all of these treatments these um points of interceding along the way but when we went right back it was oh my goodness so um so you teach practitioners actually no before i do that i want to just investigate you're talking about the uh regional area versus the urban areas that you have clinics in uh do you find any difference and this is me just going off on my own little tangent but do, do you find any difference in the types of tests um that they benefit from that patients benefit from. Here's my thought process. We always think that the country's more pure than an urban environment because the urban environment's congested and traffic and things like that. But oftentimes I've seen uh, rural, particularly farmers, can be extremely toxic in their overload. Do you find that that links up, that, you know, these supposedly clean regional areas? Clean, <laughs> yeah. Clean? Um, yeah, gosh, such a good, interesting question. Um, I, there's definitely, um, I mean, there's crossover with both areas, but that I, I do find regional, some of the issues are more chronic for whatever reason they've been missed. And I don't know what, I haven't quite figured it out. Like, and a lot of them are farmers with, you know, I've got a lady who's 78. She's just beautiful. And her husband comes to the appointments and they're old, old school beef farmers. And she's had major gut, debilitating gut issues for like 30 years and a scoliosis. And I'm like, has anyone ever connected that maybe your scoliosis might have something to do with your gut? But, you know, so no, no one's really looked at it. So I kind of, I don't know how that happens. I don't know how that gets missed. I don't know if it's because they haven't, you know, sought attention for it or I don't know what it is. But I do find that there's a lot of really chronic longstanding stuff regional. You, you know, I wonder if it's because they're made of stronger metal. <laughs> than, our, than our city folk. They just deal with it. <laughs> they just yeah. get on with the job, you know. Yeah. Um, so call-outs. What's your call-out to practitioners who, and I'm going to say like yourself, who might have come from college, they're really unsure about that cost-benefit ratio with regards to testing, and then also there's that huge um college if you like within itself of finding out about the functional testing because that's a whole new landscape of learning as well um, with many different companies offering functional testing now uh, and there's so many to avail yourself to so what's your call out to practitioners in what to do now that they're graduated and where to search for Oh, my biggest call out is to not be afraid to do testing. You know, I think that, and you've got to do, you've got to do the groundwork. 
it's almost like getting a whole other degree learning how to interpret some of these tests you know i've got a folder in my on my desk at all times full of pathology to go through with patients and so but i've invested hours and hours and hours into my learning and understanding in that interpretation and if i don't know the answer i find out before i'm sitting in front of that patient so i am able to be the expert um and i think the best thing to start with is what are you interested in as a practitioner so for me hormones adrenals gut are my babies i just love you know treating those areas so the obvious choice for me as a clinician was to start looking at all of the different gut gut tests and there's a lot you know and picking what am i looking for what do I like in a test? What's going to give me the biggest bang for my buck if I'm asking a patient to spend that money on that test and then to follow through with the treatment? So you've got to you've got to go through them and you've got to figure out what's going to work best for you and for your clinic and what's going to help you help them the most. So and you don't need to do them all. You don't need to be an expert on them all. You know, I've got some people that will ask about a test and I'll say, you know what, I, I do do it. But I don't do a lot of that test. I'll, I'll refer you to this person who who is an expert in that test as well. So, yeah, I, I think do testing incorporated it absolutely, um, I think, just lifts your confidence as a practitioner to be making the right choices and supplements aren't cheap either you know we are in an expensive part of healthcare unfortunately so you if you're going to prescribe you want to be 100% confident not just making an educated decision which is still good but the test just puts the icing on the cake ah so, so what you're saying is that by investing in judicial testing you're actually hoping to decrease the costs of the patient ongoingly by helping to select more appropriate supplements for them is that correct getting it right you're going to get it right the first time there's no guesswork you know like it takes the guesswork out of the treatment how many times have you given a leaky gut formula for you know dysbiosis and gut healing because you thought that it was absolutely all about healing their gut. And I've gotten gut testing back and the leaky gut markers are really low. And I go, no wonder that didn't work like that, you know. So I could have kept going with that train of thought for another three months thinking it's absolutely your gut. I've got to heal your gut. But the testing will confirm or deny if it is. So you get it right. So you, you get the treatment right. Yeah. And and you mentor students through this about not just how to test, but how to grow their business through functional testing. Um, so with regards to taking somebody through the actual process, the actual, here's your pen, here's the paper, write a request, getting the patient to complete that test. Do you take students through this, holding their hand until they can go, let go? <laughs> I'm, I'm competent in that sort of a, um, arena and I can do this myself because I'm not sure how much they're taught during college. I don't think they're taught enough, to be honest. Like, and I know certainly when I went through my degree a million years ago, testing was not even spoken about, right? Like no. we didn't even talk about 
enough. Like we talked a little bit about pathology, but not really. And this, the students that I'm seeing come through now mentoring, they, like I've had um, undergrads sitting in when I do a, a GI map interpretation and they are literally like blown away by the information and, you know, just can't believe that we can find that out. So, yeah, it's, yeah. So I love, I love mentoring students to get the confidence in applying it and, and, and using it and not being scared. It's all fear. Half the reason why people aren't doing it is because they're scared. And what if I make this patient spend $500 on this test and I got it wrong? So then we don't do it. So then we're, you know, frozen by not doing Cindy, just to follow on from what you were saying, I, I do remember many decades ago <laughs> when orthodox medicine was really out to get functional testing and there was a few damaging articles saying it was worthless and things like that. What I note with quite interest uh, is that let's say 10 years ago now, I was speaking with an endocrinologist, very eminent, in his field, and he mentioned N-telepeptides. And I was going, well, what? So this is a functional test to check for bone turnover. And it was absolutely lambasted by orthodoxy many, many decades ago. And what do you know? Now it's used by orthodoxy. And I think this is a, a an interesting evolution that as the research and the benefits of some of this functional testing gains ground, that it's actually going to be enveloped, um, embraced by orthodoxy and that these tests are going to be ordered by orthodox practitioners, let alone complementary medicine or integrative medicine practitioners. So that gives us some you know, confidence I'm, as well. Yeah, I actually have a, quite a few doctors and other practitioners referring back to me for testing now. So they, I've, I've spoken to the, I've, some of them I haven't met. I've spoken to them on the phone, but they've, they refer patients and they say, go and see Cindy. She'll do some testing. She'll figure out what food you need to eat. She'll figure it out. She'll figure out what's going on. Whatever she says, just do it. So that right. it's already happening wow. now. Which is great, right? So if it's amazing. If there's, if there's one call out to to get into functional testing, but I think that comes from your confidence as well. In as you say, you're being 150 percent present for that patient, and I think that is key. That is key to your um, presence as a practitioner as well. It definitely helps. People <laughs> want to be heard and felt cared for. Cindy, thank you so much for taking us through this. It's a very important topic. Obviously, there's so much more to know from you've got to delve into it and, as you say, hours and hours, days and nights to really understand the functional testing, different companies that are offering it, where they differentiate and how it can benefit you and your practice and your uh, patient in finding the answer for them. So thank you so much for taking us through functional testing today on Wellness by Designs. Thanks for having me. And thank you, everyone, for joining us. Remember, you can find all the show notes. We might put up a few tidbits, a few of the interesting tests that are out there so that you can gain some more information, but you'll find them in the show notes. You can find all the other podcasts on the Designs for Health website. I'm Andrew Whitfield-Cook. This is Wellness by Designs. Music.